Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. This is your Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to Guns and Yellow Ribbons live. Um, hang on one second. I need to put my phone out. That's a good start. <laughs> That's a great start. <laughs> Fantastic start. Here we go. Right. So, uh, here, everybody, welcome to Guns and Yellow Ribbons live. Um, we have a few new guests and old guests. We have, uh, as an old guest, in a very salubrious, well-made bedroom, <laughs> Trev, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm good, thanks. Happy New Year to everybody. Yeah, I'm good. I'm stressed. Happy New Year. Very stressed. So don't pick on me too much tonight. But I'm all I right. I will pick on you too much. I promise. I promise. Uh, right, it's then. cold up north. He's got his hat back on. <laughs> how are it's you? Cold. It's cold. The jacket's on. Everything. It's freezing. Yes, I'm good. Yeah. How is everyone else? Very well. And, oh, yeah, happy and happy New Year to everybody. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm in a different room, so I'm adjusting every now and again, so I apologise. That's all right. Johnny from the Food Bank, North Bank, how are you? Uh, well fed and watered, thanks. Good, good. Oh, yeah, he was nibbling on pigs and blankets until seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> happy New Year to you, Johnny. Happy New Year to you and all of our listeners and watchers. Yes, we couldn't afford uh, the um, the very expensive Potsy, the uh, podcast, because uh, we've just run out of budget. So we've decided to do a collaboration with uh, the Highbury squad and brought in the very <laughs> lovely Guna Girl 1969. Amanda, how are you? I'm good. Happy New Year to all your listeners as well. And thank you for inviting me on. Good. Which is a lot better. Uh, you haven't done video before, have you? Sorry? You haven't done video before, have you? A couple of years ago, yeah. I have done busy on other pods, I think. Uh, we don't do it on the hybrid squad, no. You wouldn't want to see what me, Soph and Kev look like when we recorded, that's for sure. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about hybrid squad and um, and uh, what, what you get up to over there. Okay, so uh, Soph and I are the co-hosts and Kev is our wonderful guest of last season and this season. Um, and that is super Kevin Campbell, isn't it? Yeah, sorry, Mr. Kevin Campbell, Super Kev. Um, and we all act like we're siblings, to be honest. I'm the oldest because I'm 50. Kev's nearly 50 next month. He's going to be really pleased with me telling everyone that. Uh, and Soph's uh, mid-40s. So we've all been around the block. Kev's obviously played for our team, so that's amazing. So the stories we hear, it's just fantastic. Um, and Soph and I have been doing the hybrid squad for quite a while. We did a pod before and I did a pod before that. And um, it's working really well. We really enjoy it. Um, we rock up. We do our pods. Um, there hasn't really been much lately before last week to actually be happy about. But, uh, yeah, so we're the hybrid squad. Brilliant. Brilliant. Trev, you remember Super Kevin, don't you? Oh, of course I remember Kevin Campbell. Yeah, it was uh, was a, was. Was you know he was about for the glory years when he? he was one of the one of the boys. He uh, um, it was a bit of a shame I think. I, I mean, I, Kevin Campbell will know better than me, but I I I thought he was a really good player, and I thought he could have stayed at Arsenal a bit longer actually. But the signings that came in, I think, from what I remember at the time, um, meant he moved on. But yeah, he was a great big big strappy lad, Kevin Campbell. When he got the ball, you were thinking, if he don't beat this bloke, he's going to kill him. So, yeah. <laughs> big strappy lad. It was a pleasure to watch him. Yeah. Um, Nothing yeah, much I has changed. Like, like... He's still a big strappy lad. Is he? 
Bit, bit like we, me then. I, could, I couldn't come on your podcast, Amanda. I couldn't come on your podcast because now you've given the average ages. I'd be a bit too young, I think, sweetheart. I'd be a bit young. <laughs> I was going to say, you're 50. Look at, you look at these two. You're putting them to shame. Yes, I was. The end, massively. Last year, yeah. yeah. I, I, I share a birthday yeah. with Kevin. Um, I'm a year behind Kevin, but we've got the same birthday. So, ah, okay. Yeah, cool. so. Um. Right, we're here to talk about the Man United game, um, a game that I, it, along with the Northumberland derby, is one of the most important games of the season for me, because uh, two of my brothers uh, are Man United fans, so we normally meet up, we normally have a few beers, uh, it's, it, it's, one of those, it's one of those games that I, I really always want to get a, a, um, a result over them. Um, and unfortunately, I couldn't make this one. And what an atmosphere! What a what a game! What, you know, what a, we just we just turned up. Um, unfortunately, Callum uh, Callum Chambers was out for the rest of the season. He can't turn up. What do we make of the lineups? Um, uh, Johnny, do you want to go first? Well, I was I was really surprised to see uh, Kalasinac. Um, so we found out afterwards that he. He wasn't actually fully fit. He just went to um, Arteta and said, "Look, boss, if you need me, I will play. I will put. I will go out there and I will play." Um, so that was fantastic. That kind of spirit. We we need that kind of spirit all the way through the team. So nice to see Klasnach and uh, Louise and Socrates. In retrospect, was a really good choice. They were solid, committed, and um, Ainsley was very good at right back as well. So I was very, very impressed with our, our lineup all the way through. And Trev, uh, you're at the game. It's one of the games you're over in the UK for because you're living over in Cars, as people know already. Uh, what? How was it? Brilliant. Couldn't couldn't ask for more. Really, first first 45 minutes was a bit like that. We were no, we were better than the, the Chelsea game. Um, I loved the, the team he picked. He picked the team to win the game, didn't he? Were you? He's picking Alabama, Yang, Lacazette. Urzil and Pepe in the same side. You're thinking, oh yes, this, he wants to win this game, and they didn't let us down. They didn't disappoint. Um, what Johnny just said is exactly right. Kalazinac agreeing to play with a bit of an injury. I don't think we'd have seen that a few weeks ago, um, and he played really well. But I, I'm going to try not to single any players out, Fergus, because I think from one to eleven, it was a massive team performance. You know, the, the ground they covered. I'd love to see the ground they covered. Um, I mean, you're going to have to talk about players. Aubameyang and Lacazette look different players up front. Lacazette badly needs a goal. But the, the, the ground they're covering, the, the, the running they're doing, and the chasing and supporting each other, and most importantly, not rushing off the pitch at the end, staying on the pitch and, 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 and looking positive. And they're, they're positive because they've played well and they've lifted the crowd, and then that starts to circle, the vicious circle, and the crowd lifts them, and everything's brilliant, you know? So, yeah, I'm over the moon with it, mate. Over the moon, with it, especially because all my in-laws are Man U fans. <laughs> Double over the moon, yeah, yeah, um, I, I, and, and, I'm fantastic, yeah. You mentioned you mentioned uh, several players in there: the Klasniak, Shaka, Pepe, Ozil, Torreira, Lacazette. Um, it, it, it is hard to single out any particular player uh, for um, a a good, bad, or indifferent uh, performance. I think they all, to a man. Uh, stood up and left it on the pitch. And that's what we were saying only a couple of weeks ago, is that um, if they go out and leave it on the pitch and they come in after 90 minutes and whatever way the result goes, we'll get behind them. It's when players just down tools and, and don't. And I don't think we had that at all. Amanda, what did you make of the lineup? Did you go to the game as well? 
Yeah, yeah, I go to I've got a season ticket. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I never try to discuss lineups before because it always bites you on the bum, really. And I just, I just trust Arteta so much that I go with what he said. And one of the things I would like to say, I agree completely what Trev said. Um, the ground was rocking. There was two things that I noticed. Half time when they walked off, the ground erupted in such amazing cheer and clap. And it was just a brilliant atmosphere. You can tell the toxicity, I think that's the word, has gone. And everyone's behind what Arteta is trying to do. And then on the way home, I was listening to Arteta on the radio and what he only said about Kalazinac and Pepe. They weren't fit, but they said to Arteta, if you want us, we'll play. And I have to say, I'm not Kalazinac's biggest fan, but he worked his socks off. And yes, I can't pick out one of the 11 because I do believe everyone played really well. But I think this was Kalazinac's one of his best games I've seen him play. Um, I agree that Laka needs a goal, but God, did he play well. Um, it was just felt like we've got some of our Arsenal back. It, the first half, as Trev said, was better than Chelsea. The second half, again, was better than Chelsea. We were all sitting there worrying a little bit, but we did have a two-goal lead. Um, fair enough, Man United weren't very good, but weren't they very good because we played really well? So... I'm really proud of the boys. And honestly, since Arteta has walked in the door, and I did want him to join as well, um, I, I, I've watched every press conference. I never watch press conferences. I've listened to everything he's said. And I'm well behind him, and I think nearly everybody is. Um, and I think what he's, what he's done is he's instilled the confidence in them, which is what was lacking with Emery. Um, and they believe in him, and that's what that's all we need. We have to build on this. Um, the momentum's there because obviously, I think since he's come in, we saw a difference um, against was it Bournemouth? I can't remember his first game, but we, although we didn't win, I, I do believe he is the right man for the job, and I love that he's worked under Pep. Really, it, really love it, that. It, it, it was it was the Bournemouth game. It was the Bournemouth yeah. game. Um, Scunny, there's um, a couple of comments that have gone in the, in the along the chat about um, Shaka and David Luiz. Um, I know he's come. Uh, both of those have come into uh, quite a lot of criticism in the past. What did you make? Let's look at David Luiz's performance. What did you make of his performance overall? He got man of the match uh, on Sky BT. Whoever I think it was BT. He got he got man of the match. Um, what did you make of it? Uh, I felt someone else deserved man of the match personally, but I'm not taking that away from David Luiz. I thought he had a great game, and and it's it's nice to see him have great games. It isn't. It's nice to see everyone have a great game. It's it's nice to actually be excited to watch an Arsenal game. Uh, you know, it's 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 nice to be excited. It's it's nice to think, oh, actually, we could do this. We could do this. You know, we could actually beat this team. Uh, I wasn't Arteta's biggest fan. I was very. I wasn't heavily critical, but I wasn't his. I was quite critical in the fact that I didn't want him to turn up so far. He's proving me wrong, and I'm happy with that, and I like to be proven wrong. Uh, there's a lot of players proving me wrong at the moment, uh, especially people like Ozil, Xhaka, uh, Kolasniak. You know, I know it's his first game back from his injury, but he's, he's put, he put in a shift, and you can't take that away from him. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, I personally, I felt Torreya should have been man of the match. I thought he had an excellent game. He controlled that defensive midfield, and he did everything right. And he was even going, uh, even in the first half, he was pushing so far forward. 
Go on, Amanda, you're laughing. <laughs> and I'm trying not to interrupt. It's my New Year's resolution. Um, um, David Louise was man of the match. And I mean, I am not his biggest fan at all. He no. was immense. And I tweeted about this. I finally felt like we had a bloody, excuse my language, a defender that actually defended. And he did not stop talking. But Torreira was a very, 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 very close second. I couldn't choose between them until, again, I thought about it and I thought, no, Louise for me. And I don't know what's happened to David Louise because every match I've watched him, I just think he's a calamity waiting to happen. Yet <laughs> against United and actually Chelsea as well, he was immense. So is there a good player there that needed to be coached? And maybe Arteta's doing that. Well, you got. I think sometimes I think I've got to ask the question as well. What the hell happened during Emery? You know, right. what the hell went wrong? You know, to make him down tools. You know, that's the thing that really bothers me. And is like, you know, I don't want to be, I don't want to be preaching hate or anything else like that. Well, like, you know, is it going to happen again? I don't, I don't want that to happen. But it was the comment like made, terribly the happened. Comment made earlier on, like uh, which I'll put up on the screen now, is from David Rocastle. Uh, excellent performance against Man United, but fitness levels concern me. Around the 60th minute onwards, same as in the Chelsea game, we looked at uh, we run out of gas and looked very vulnerable. Um, I think we improved marginally on the Chelsea game personally. This is my bit. Um, but better teams would have uh, put us to the sword. United are currently like we were under Emery, clueless going forward. No creativity. Maguire looks half his transfer fee. Uh, same as uh, Wan Basaka. And I doubt anybody would even pay anybody to pick um, Luke Shaw up off the Holloway Road because uh, that's where well, Pepe left. He'd done that Pe spin. Pepe, Pepe made Luke Shaw his bitch. He really did. He, he's, he, he had him all over the place. So. There was no chance for Luke Shaw in that match whatsoever. Uh, as to go through, yes, we probably would. Better teams, but there aren't many better teams at the minute. I think we've played Man City already. We've got Liverpool to come, you know, so there aren't really much better teams the way we played uh, to, you know, it, fitness levels, yes, they do concern me as well. I think they concern everyone. I think, you know, from the 50, 60th minute, yes, there were, you know, we were sort of dying a death a bit. You know, you saw a lot of players blowing, but... This is coming from the training. It's a new training regime, so it's it's completely and, 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 different from now. And we had that under Emery, a new training regime, and we talked about... Johnny, if you can come in on this one. We talked about um, Emery's training regime being a lot more intense and there was uh, a lot more meant to be pressing games and, and stuff like that. Yet again, they're blown out of their asses at 45, 60 minutes. You know, what do you think, John? Well, I think I said in our private WhatsApp group, about the the Aussie bloke, the uh, the strength and conditioning um, guy, that had made such a big difference to us with, when it regards to strengthening around preventing injuries and maintaining a high fitness level and stuff. And he went at the beginning of the season, so and they haven't really replaced him with anybody of the same caliber because he was sought after by pretty much every top club in the world, and we had him. It was a feather in our cap, so it's not really a big surprise. Um, with you know the general fitness level dropping, and when it comes to the training, and um, I was listening to uh, another podcast, and uh, one of them um, was saying that he see the training sessions of Emery, and it was like a morgue. You know, nobody was going there like there was looking forward to training, looking forward to getting ready, and anything like that. It was all very stoic and uh, analytical, and it was all about 
watching the videos and analyzing and analyzing and analyzing, but there was no fun. So when you have someone like Pepper, uh, Papa come in and say, we've got the fun back, it's, it's, it just shows you the biggest difference. I mean, when, that, you, that, work, that, when you work that, anywhere, though, you don't want to go there just to do your job, to, to pass your time. You want to enjoy yourself. You want to get you through your day, have a bit of banter with your friends and get your job done as well. But and that was, that, thought, that, that was said two or three times in that um, yeah. post-match interview, that um, the, the fun element and they also recognise that they are not up to, uh, up to the fitness levels that needs to be for that intensity. Um, uh, in in the second half, there was a big drop of intensity, and Arteta said uh, that we the tactic and the uh, the the type of football he has will increase intensity and pressing. Um, but he also said if people aren't up for it, it's non-negotiable. And you know what? I love that. I I absolutely love the fact that he comes along and says not non-negotiable. Is that what has happened, Trev? With Ozil, he covered eleven point five four kilometers more distance than any other player on the pitch. Well, it's look right. It's, it's great that Arteta realises that that the players need work on the fitness, and they're going to need work on the so fitness. Wrong. What are you sitting on? <laughs> Just making a dodgy what? buzzing noise. Would he get that horrible vibrating noise? It looks like he's sitting. It's not me. Oh, it sounds so wrong. <laughs> Turn it off. Fuzzy. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Trev massager is going off. Yeah, I bet it's his There's nothing up there. There's nothing up there. I'm going to swear in a minute. <laughs> Go on, Trev. <laughs> no, I'm not talking to any of you. Get lost. <laughs> it sounds like right. a watching machine. It's not me. Who's that? <laughs> I don't know. Listen, let's let's ignore the noises in the background. We don't know what they are. Uh, what about those? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm gone. Who's going to help us out on this one? Okay, well, I love Ozil, so um, I just think that he oh. is he he respects um, he respects. Don, have you got a pair of headphones? <laughs> Mute yourself. God, I'm sake. using it. <laughs> oh, never. Oh. We're normally better. We're not normally like this. I just want to point that out. We're not normally like this. We're usually a little bit more polished. It's New Year's. It's the festive cheer. Go on. You love Ozil. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone that listens to the podcast knows that. And anyone that knows me knows that. But, um, I feel like he gets the raw deal sometimes, if I'm honest. Um, I feel that he obviously played with Arteta. He respects Arteta, and Arteta has obviously dealt with him in a right way because all he wants to do is play, and he was tracking back. He was fighting for the ball. But to be fair, the whole team were. The whole team were a proper team, which was fantastic against... Um, they were against Chelsea in the first half. With regards to the fitness, the way he wants to play them and press and everything... They've got to get up to fitness. It it doesn't concern me so much as maybe everybody else because I think from next week we play one a week. I think it's going to be a bit easier. Obviously, I, I, I'm assuming he might put a few players in, different players in against Leeds on Monday. But um, Ozil, for me, is just... 
it's just class and he always has been it's just sometimes that i think his brain works quicker than most of the others that he was playing with it is a worry um because when what 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 my son about worry was what emery i don't get it because I used to say to people, I don't know how we're playing so badly. On paper, our team isn't even that bad. Yes, the defence were shocking. We did have that. But the rest of the team weren't that bad yet. No one was performing in the end. Um, I don't think he I don't think he set us up properly. I don't think he trained properly. I don't want to speak bad of Emery. I quite liked him. I met him actually at an event when he just joined us and he was so full of you know, praise for Arsenal and he was so excited and it's such a shame it didn't work out. But I think anyone coming in after Wenger had probably no hope. Um, would, would, would Arteta, do you think Arteta would have done as well as he's done over the last three games if he came in straight out of, uh, after Wenger? Or is that um, that the weight of being the, the man after Wenger? Do you know what? It's tough, isn't it? Because we won't know and hindsight's a wonderful thing. Maybe he needed more time with Pet. I don't know. Maybe the time's right. I think sometimes I have this saying in life, if it's meant for you, it won't pass you by. It wasn't his right time to come to us and maybe we needed to go through that. Yeah? I don't know. But what we're seeing now is a revitalised club, squad, fans, everything. All of a sudden, I'm excited to go to football. All of a sudden, I'm excited to watch it. Where I'll tell you, there has been games where I've been going, oh, do I have to go? Because obviously, I have a season ticket. But it's, I remember very early 80s, because I was a bit older than you lot, and um, going to the Highbury and sitting there watching Terry Neal and Don Howe and I was as bored, but we didn't have the expectation and we weren't paying what we were paying. So it point. was very different. We didn't win anything. You know, I put a tweet out this week about what's your earliest FA Cup memory? And mine is 1978 when we lost to Ipswich and then 79 when we won against United and Alan Sunderland scored. Um, but a lot of people were way later than that. So they don't remember what I used to sit at Highbury and the slow hand clap and the terrible football and everything like that. And unfortunately, that's what we've gone through the last six to eight months. It's just been terrible. And, you know, it doesn't help with um, the ground. The atmosphere is dead, you know. And but Are, are, you, are you one of these people who um, still hark back over Highbury or are you, are you comfortable with the Emirates? No, I'll always be a Highbury girl. And I think if you've gone to Highbury for many years, I don't really think anyone would sit here and go, the Emirates is better. I think they had to do it, unfortunately. Uh, It wasn't planned. Uh, You can't plan against certain uh, money crashes in the world and things going on, can you? But I I feel like we were lied to. You know, we're going to compete with the top clubs. We didn't. And I feel that, obviously, I think we've seen the best times with Omri, Burkamp. We were spoiled, absolutely spoiled rotten with Perez and Overmars. I mean, you could go on. There's so many wonderful players that played in that era. Um, And I feel that Arteta, you know, he he played under Wenger. He's been taught by Pep. He's played with some great players. Um, Let's not go overboard here, you know. We played better against Bournemouth, we played great against Chelsea and we played wonderful against United. We need yep. to continue this and what we need to do is just basically build on it and Arteta just keep doing what he's doing. No, I agree, I agree. Uh, Trev, I don't know if we've got you back or not now, I think we do. Um, Pepe, what did you make of Pepe and um, Lacazette and the, and, the, and the way they paired up 
on on the night. I thought they were really really good myself. Trev, have we got you, Trev? No, we've lost Trev. Uh, Johnny, do you want to come in on that one then? Pepe was brilliant. It was like a, a new player. We were saying about the man of the match. I, I think any one of the eleven or twelve or thirteen that actually got on the pitch, any one of them could have got man of the match because they all put a shift in. Anybody could have got that. I mean, Pepe was absolutely phenomenal. He was tearing their defence limb from limb. He 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 turned Maguire inside out, Shaw inside out multiple times. Lindelof didn't know where he was going. And even though I think it was really good for him to get that goal, even though he kind of kicked into the ground slightly, but it still went where he wanted it to go. I, I, I just good. like the fact I like the fact that he was just poaching for it as well. Do, do, do you not think? His position has always been good because he is that kind of counter-attacking player. It's his strength is playing on the, uh, on the counter-attack. <clears throat> and we saw that in his clips in France. He had... Uh, the, the the team he came from, they love to play on the counter attack. So, I think uh, where the way we was kind of soaking up this pressure, I think the main difference between the Chelsea and the Man United match is that second goal in the first half. I think the Chelsea match, we, we would have got that second goal in going into a half time. I think it would have been a completely different match. I think we probably would have worked out about the same as the Man U match because it was. Pretty much the same kind of performance. But I think where it's all the more sweeter that we won the way we did. And he scored um, his five goals. Uh, he scored five goals for Arsenal in all competitions. And all of them he scored in London. Four um, at the Emirates and one at West Ham at the London Stadium. But this is Arsenal's fifth, uh, first Premier League win uh, this season against a team who are currently in the top half of the season. Uh, top half of the Premier League. And we've played ten. We've only won one. Um, and drawn five, lost, uh, drawn four, and lost five against top opposition. Um, that's what we need to be doing, though, don't you think, uh, Mike? You need to be competing against the top, like the top four, the top six uh, teams to try and see if we can get back up there and and get into those Champions League places. Well, yeah, obviously, but I think the best thing we can do right now is not add the pressure onto it. I think we we should cut. <clears throat> cut the expectations of top four, cut the expectations of top six even. I think we should just cut all that out and just expect our team to, you know, I mean, to, to let them get on with it, let them play. Um, I just, I've already ruled out, well, long ago that I think, I, I don't even think we'll get top six this season. Uh, but at the moment, obviously, current form at the minute, we're playing well. All right, we lost our, uh, we lost our last two games uh, before Man United, but it's, you know, they're with with playing a lot better. But I think which is just, if we just quit all expectations and just let them get on with it, letting them do the job, let Arteta do his job, and I think we'll be all the better for it. Uh, we're not going to be as disappointed as what Arsenal fans can get disappointed and very heated. Uh, so it's uh, it, it's that case. I, I, I honestly just think that's the way it should be. Just let them get on with it, let them play, and see where we get at the end of it. And Amanda, um Looking at that, uh, looking at that, um, Arsenal have scored eight goals via corners uh, in the Premier League this season, two more than any other team. So you know th- they must be doing something, and that can't all be down to Pep. That's some of that's got. To, we have to go back to the previous regime, but we seem to be scoring more from those set pieces and those defensive uh, positions. Thoughts? I know. Oh, I didn't realise that. That's really good. 
Uh, I didn't think we were that good for them corner, <laughs> to be honest. The corner um, takers have got better. That's the thing. That's yeah. the difference. Yeah, I, I feel, I just feel like we've, it's just so nice to actually feel like we've improved, you know, and we can see a bit of progress and they all want it. It makes a difference when they cross that white line and they want it. I felt like Aubameyang had like lost his will to even play. Um, but let, let's talk of the opposite side here with Xhaka. I mean, I was at that game when all that kicked off and yep. I've, not, I've not been one of his biggest fans. I can't sit here and say I have been. I haven't. But after what I've seen recently, I don't want him to leave. But I've always said, I have always said this, he's not played in the right position. You know, we need, he's not a DM, but Torreira is. So play Torreira as a DM and not Xhaka. It's a bit obvious. I don't know what Emery was doing. Um, and also I was really upset as well Torreira's form had gone down a lot and what a player he was and now what a player he's become again. It's exactly what we need. We we just need, as I as I hashtag, that the Arteta effect to continue and to build on this and for everyone to believe. You know, the fans need to believe as well. I'm with Mike on this. Forget top four. I couldn't care less. I was more worried about relegation the last couple of weeks than top four. I don't care if we're in Europa. Um, I feel like... Um, Let's just start with Arteta. For a start, we need to buy a defender in the transfer window. Um, Poor Alan Chambers. You know, we need two defenders, really. But, I mean, if David Luiz can play like that every game, then we don't need someone to replace him. I'm still shocked that I've even watched what he did and how he's performed after what he's been like recently. Um, That was more like a Chelsea day, wasn't it? He's a proper moody sod. Uh, David Luiz, unless someone's putting their arm around him and giving him all the kisses and cuddles, he doesn't play, because he play that well. Need that, don't they? You know, yeah. if Phil needed that, or maybe Jacques Ozil needs that. Uh, maybe he does, but you know, I I just feel that if a player needs that, you know, I always say this: you you've got one manager and you know eleven players. Each player will need different from that manager, yeah? It's like being at work. Not everyone needs the same thing. We're all different human beings. So if someone needs an arm, you know, they need an arm. You know, you look at players like maybe Aubameyang or Lacazette. I don't feel like they need an arm. They just need a confidence boost. Um, I'd love Lacazette all. But I feel like if David Luiz needs to show that he's respected or whatever, I don't understand. He was so poor for months on end. So I don't really know what's happened. Um, I just feel that it's just nice that we've actually won a game. I didn't actually see where the next win was coming from. It, we couldn't beat anyone. We only beat West Ham in the last few months. So it, 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 I feel I feel confident and a bit more excited now. You know, I feel like we've got a manager that wants to manage. And I feel like he manages like I feel I would manage. <laughs> you know, I loved what he said. You either want to play for us 100% or you're out. That's it. That's how I'd be a manager anyway. Because it's that's exactly what not, I would expect. It's not Trevor who's making the noise, is it? No, it's not even Trevor. I'm really sorry. It's my fan on my computer. I don't know how to stop yeah, it. Yeah, it's your fan. <laughs> it is. It's my laptop. It's about 25 years old. But... um. Right. <laughs> oh, right. This thing goes so wrong so quick. Right. Listen, we t- you talk about Arteta and you hashtag the Arteta effect and so on. Um, 
he came along and after uh, in his interview, along with the things he talked about, about non-negotiables and intensity and so on, he also talked about um, the fans. He talked about the atmosphere in the stadium. I know you touched on it beforehand, but he also thanked the fans for doing that. And he recognises how important it is that they perform for us, but we also perform for them. And I think... You talked about toxicity and stuff. Uh, we get loads of it on 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 Facebook, on Twitter, and the, the places of hell. But um, if fans really want to be supporters and fans of the club, just get behind your team. And I, I think Arteta gets that. We get that. Uh, Mike. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't agree more, mate. I mean, it's the only way to rule that out is performances on the pitch. We've we've said it before, and that's the only way we can rule out this toxicity, if that's a word. Like we said, but before. are we, we going to be in a situation where we've got one defeat? Amanda, you're chomping at the bit. And are you going to have one defeat, and then we're all going to start bitching and backbiting at each other again? Oh no, yeah, it's I always just below the surface. <laughs> I don't think it will. I don't think it will. Sorry, go and carry on. No, 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 I, I, I agree. Um, I don't think it will. I think it's going to, I think we're going to have to really take a, a bit of a downturn, you know, more than one defeat. It's, it's going to be, you know, three or four on the back of each other. I think that's when it's going to start again properly. There's always going to be that element there because there's always people who love to hate. You know, that's the way it is. That's social media for you, I'm afraid. It's that's the way it goes. I, I find only, it... Sorry, go on. I was going to say the only way we can really get rid of it properly is by winning something big. Winning, winning something big shuts everybody up. We, if I, mean, I, say, I say big, big. If we won the Europa, for example, we're still in it. Um, I'm, I'm less so the FA Cup. Not that I don't respect the FA Cup. It's just we've done that in the last four or five years. We've won a few, so it's still there. I think think that would do the trick. But if we went and won the Europa Europa League, and we went on a run uh, in the league and got closer to the topper uh, of the league, I think that would, you know, shut them up. And if we got through, like, say, that next season and we actually was in the race, actually pushing Liverpool and City and Leicester as they are now and actually pushing them, I think that is the only way we, we quell them is by doing that. But also, us in the, us in the ground, I'm in the North Bank, hence the name, and we sing up in the North Bank, but... When we don't play well, we don't sing up. It should be should be the other way. We should sing up so that they know that we are here to support them. That's the whole point of the singing. So I think more of us need to be singing more, no matter what, and be the first ones to to start off different songs and stuff like that. So stuff like the Ashburton Army and stuff like they're trying to get a singing group together. It's all great, but it only really works if people turn up and actually join in and have the expectation of us on us as fans. Um, I, was just, I was just about to say something close to what Dave Orrell said. I think you're just putting more pressure on. I think there's too much putting pressure on expectations by trying to win something. I honestly but think they, this, is, this is the start of a rebuild. We need to... Not the pressure. I think we need to start again. I don't think we need the pressure of... One at a time. The toxicity out. That's what I. You never, you're never going to rule. You never. It's never going to go away, Johnny, at all. You, obviously, totally. the only thing you can do, you know, you, even winning a massive like a game, strong course of antibiotics, like I'm on at the moment. No, it's not going to do it. It's social media, mate. Come on, it's never going to go away. There's always going to be them. <laughs> I was going to swear. I was going to swear there, but uh, I best not. 
Yeah, um, but yeah, anyway, go on. You can but cut me off at any time. You're no, all right. I'll cut everyone else off. No, what I was going to say was, Johnny, I slightly disagree. I think the toxicity will go if we just keep winning matches. I don't think we need to win anything big. I think that's, as um, Scully said, that, that's, that, that we're in a big rebuild. I know what you're trying to say about if we won the Champions League or the league or something like that. Of course, that's what we all want to win. But at the moment, we're so far down and so far away from how... Even Leicester and City and even some like Chelsea are playing sometimes that we just need to keep winning. The toxicity is going. I know what you're saying, that you're always going to get the odd few. That's life. No one, you can't please everybody, can you? But I do feel that we just need to keep winning or drawing or not losing, yeah? Because it's quite important at the moment. We've won one match, yeah? And I was told many times don't get carried away. Well, you know what? We're allowed to judge on each match, and we have seen some progress. We have yeah. seen some uh, energy that's been put back in this team that, you know, and, and what Trev said before was right. You know, I never leave before the end of the game. The whistle goes and I go. But we waited and watched. The players were so excited. You know, and, and Scott, Mike, you're right, really, because the, it works both ways. The players have to give us something as well. You know, they have to come out and fight. And if they're trying and losing, fair enough. But they can't expect us to be wonderful and happy with what we've been going through. They've not put a shift in. Some of them down tools, which is not on. Um, and it's been terrible. But let's just try and keep it going, you know. Building momentum is more what yeah. I'm trying to get at. Once yeah. we build a momentum, win some games, we've got... How many games we've got? Not played 19 games now, is it 19 or 20 games? 20. 20 games. So we've got 18 games left. 21, actually. I think 21. Was it 21? Yeah, Bournemouth. Uh, Whatever it is, it, out of them, if we win 12 of those games in the next, uh, towards the end of the season, I would say that's going pretty good based on what are, we've been getting so far this season. Uh, for me, that would be a r- massive turnaround and that would put us closer to the top six. But I think I agree with Dave Hurl. I think we should hope to miss out on Europa. Yeah, Dave, then- Dave so, so, so people who are listening on audio know Dave Hurl put a post in the comments saying might need to lose a few ga- games to keep out of Europa League at the end of the season. And I think that uh, harks back to the question that we've talked about before, which is, would you rather, if we don't make top four and we don't win the Europa League and the Europa League is harder for this for us this year I think because of the teams that are left in it and the teams that have dropped in from the Champions League than, than we had last season if we don't win the uh, Europa League and we don't make top four uh, do you want to be back in the Europa League next year I'd actually would rather finish ninth and make sure that um, we just concentrate on uh, building the momentum going forward with Arteta uh, for next for next season um, and our next campaign afterwards, after that, is uh, the FA Cup against Leeds. Uh, that starts FA Cup third round. Huge team, historically huge team Leeds. Back in the 70s, uh, big Irish links, obviously, um, and uh, big links to, to Arsenal. I remember watching one of my... One of my one of first, as I was a latecomer to the game, as some 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 people will know, one of the first games I remember watching uh, when we were away on holidays. I was in a holiday camp, and I sat in some 
dodgy holiday camp 70s sort of bar and um uh, it was Leeds versus Arsenal I think we beat them 4-1 on scoring goals and everything else um Eddie Inketier Eddie Inketier uh, is currently on loan at Leeds this talk of not anymore no he's not has he been recalled he's been recalled officially yeah he actually posted it on his twitter saying that he's it's taken Brian every time so he's back now and I don't think it would be unreasonable to think that he might be included in the squad on Monday, to be honest. Um, do you not think he'd be re-loaned out? Would it, it might be, be, but I think we'll wait until the end of, closer to the end of the window uh, because there has been talk about a certain unrest with certain players and it would be prudent to keep hold of him uh, and hold off for a little bit until closer to the end of the window because you just don't know what kind of options we're going to need. So I'd, I think it's more prog- pragmatic to to hold on to him until close to the end. Because the loan window is longer than the transfer window. We can still loan him to lower league. Out. I can't see him being loaded out again. They, they want to recall him for no reason. Uh, if you're going to be playing Aubameyang and Lacazette week in, week out together, they're going to need someone. If Martinelli's still out for a little bit, they're still going to need someone to play. You know, John Jules was on the bench and he hasn't even started in the league yet. You know, he's, he's one of the under 23s. So we're going to need someone with a bit of experience, you know, just to replace Lacazette or Aubameyang or whoever's up front. So I can't see the point in him loaning them out again. So I think he wants to run the rule over him as well, though, doesn't he? Arteta is one of those, you can obviously see he's one of those managers that wants to bring in the youth. It's prerequisite for his job. So bringing in one of our best starlets um, is it's just good business. It's good good coaching, good management to bring him in, get him involved in the first team, and then he can learn more sitting on our bench than sitting on Leeds' bench. That's for damn sure. Well, he was injured. He was injured at Leeds. He didn't get enough game time at Leeds. Uh, personally, unless he's going to play and feature a lot in the first team. For us, okay, we have got the Europa League coming back, but unless he's going to play a lot of football for us, I'd rather lend him out again for another six months. But I, the thing is, though, if you look at if you look at Man City and the way they've done things, especially when you've got someone like, for example, Phil Foden, um, and he hasn't gone out on loan recently. He's been learning it uh, with some of these world-class players. Do, I don't think they're... There's a huge difference now with him playing in and around the first team than sitting on some championship team's bench. If he's guaranteed time, yes, let him go. Let him go for a loan. Uh, So so it was muted about uh, Bristol City. I think it was Bristol City or Bristol Rovers. If he's going to get in the team and he's going to get the minutes and he's going to play up uh, against stronger uh, men at the end of the day, you know, campaigners and the next tier down, it's gonna it's gonna give him more strength, confidence, and it's only gonna help him in his later career. If you look at someone like Tammy Abrahams and the way he's developed in his um, loans at Swansea and Aston Villa, etc. He's a he's a world away after those loans because he yeah. played and he scored goals. That's the big thing. If you're gonna loan someone, that's why there was a big thing about them doing a presentation. These teams came in and said, we want to loan Eddie and Ketia, and this is why. And they had to justify it and, and say, we want him to play here. This is how we're going to play, etc." And they only let him go because it fits in with the way they want him to develop. And, and it, he, he was under a good manager. Um, and one of the guys who I mentioned that could have taken over um, 
after Emery uh, with um, Bielsa. I thought he could have been a good option as a, a, a left field sort of option. Um, Leeds doing well in the championship. Uh, probably third attempt now to try and get into the, pre- into the Premier League. And I think they need to be into the Premier League. Amanda, uh, thoughts on, on Leeds? Memory from Leeds games or anything like that? Oh, well, the main one was Thierry Henry. <laughs> that was... Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. I, of the King. I swear, it was like Roy of the Rovers stuff. It was just, I, I, I don't think, well, I can't say because I often make blanket statements, but that has to be one of the most so special goals that I've ever seen at the Emirates in a way for, for different reasons for, the, for winning, yeah? Because it's Omri. He comes on. He trains with us for a couple of months. He's left us. He comes back. You could not, and he wins the game for it. You couldn't ri- write the script, could you? You wouldn't have believed if it was a film. You'd have gone, that's a bit far. It gets even better. He goes up to Sunderland, I think, the following week yeah. and gets the winner with Ashavan. And we were doing the conga on the south stand in, in, in oh, Sunderland. That's it. But look, we all love Omri, every Arsenal fan on the planet. And there's a lot of non-Arsenal fans that respect how wonderful that player was. Um and to run half the length of the pitch and cuddle Wenger. And the whole ground went, if you were Arsenal, went ballistic. It was, was that like tingling? It was just amazing. So that's my memory. And unfortunately, I don't see Monday night beating that because we haven't got Henri coming on. But with regards to Nicotero, however you say his name, um, I'd have him well, Eddie, yeah, let's say Eddie. Um, I always say names wrong. You should have heard how I used to say Birmingham when he first joined. It was like Uber. Couldn't even say I'm, I'm, I'm perfect. I'm perfect. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm so say we've got someone to rival you, Fergus. Yeah. <laughs> I'm terrible. Um, but I feel that Eddie should be, be with us in the first team. I, I don't feel he should be loaned out again. I think we need him. We... Look, I'm I'm not saying we shouldn't get carried away and we shouldn't really, but you know, Laka gets injured or something happens. We need I don't know what's happened to Martinelli. Is is it a long term injury or even on, on the bench against Man United? I'm right. Sure cool, because I love Martinelli. I can't I love watching him play. Um so I'd have I'd have Nicotier back. I wouldn't loan him out. Okay. Um, Richard Butler puts up uh, about um, Leeds. Uh, we had replays in 83, 91, um, 93 and 2010. Uh, 2010 was the one that you're referring to with Henri, which we, we nicked it on. Um, can you see us getting a result? How do you see the lineups changing much over, or, like, you know, will, will we put a full strength side out? in the FA Cup? Who, who thinks we'll, we'll rest? I, I don't think we will. I think we'll rotate a bit. I think especially uh, left-back, you'll see Kolasinac be rested for sure. So Saka's going to go in at left-back. Yeah. I think you'll see a, a holding probably come in at centre-half to give the the, the pairing a, a bit of a shake-up um, because he needs game He needs game time. This is a perfect game for him. It's holding um, fit. Holding was on the bench and uh, he was ready he to come on. Manchester United. He was. Oh, that's Chelsea I'm looking at. Why am I looking at Chelsea? Yeah. <laughs> against <laughs> against Man United, he was ready to come on when there was a possible injury yeah. to Socrates. So he, he was stripped, ready to come on. And I turned to Trevor and told him, uh, uh, Holding's coming on. And then he got back up again and all was well. But then you 
so if you go through the team, I reckon Martinez is going to play, and you have Saka holding Socrates and save Louise because uh, he, he's he's not got as much um, stamina. I don't think as his game is more based on having more energy than Papa. Papa, he, he can think a little bit further ahead and see the game a bit better. I'd, I'd actually, if you're going to rotate um, centre backs, I'd be rotating Socrates and keeping David Luiz on and building well, on the other. I think I think Holding's going to come in, but right back, I, th- I think that we might see a, a slight change. I, I, I want to see uh, AMN get more time, but I think Bellerin is closer to coming back, so he might you might see a surprise of Bellerin getting some minutes. Hmm. Um, Can I say that it's Socrates? It's not Socrates. It drives me mad. I've said and it before. And I'll, you know, that's why I call him Papa. You no. like to be called Papa. Yeah, let's call him Papa. But Sophie's Greek on my podcast and she tells me how to sell their names. And it's Socrates. <laughs> you know I've given up, I've given up on Greek telling him how names are done, Amanda. I really have. I've given up. So I just leave him to it. <laughs> I said with the right, right pronunciation at the beginning uh, when he first signed him, I got ripped apart for saying it with a, with a Greek inflection because I tried to say it properly. It's Socrates. Anyway, I agree, but I don't think you'll see Bellerin. I don't no, think he's an outside chance. Apparently, he's coming closer to return. But if not, then you're going to see Maitland-Niles play it right back because they haven't got anybody else. He's doing right. You don't want to see Mustafi there for damn sure. You're probably mm-hmm. going to see Willock come in to the squad, I think. Gwendouzi's probably going to get a start okay. because he hasn't had a start yet. And then we'll, we're probably going to shake it up with Martinelli's fit. He'll probably come in on the left. And mm. we'll, we'll, I think Lacquer needs to start because he needs the goals. He needs the boost and confidence. And I don't think you can go far wrong with playing Nelson on the right-hand hand, hand side as well because obviously Arteta likes the boy. So mm. I, th- I think that's pretty much our squad. And then probably um, Death Row Records uh, in the number 10. Who? Yeah, I can't see much difference. In that Mills Death Row. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they, uh, you know, I'm... Um, I've made a vow. Uh, one of my New Year's resolutions was not was not to mention the, the German's name because um, I don't like him. I think he's terrible. I want him out. What Mezud? What Mezud? No, no, no. no, the other one, Staffy. Oh yeah, yeah. Is he German? I really can't. Mustafi, yeah. yeah. He's, he's uh, Albanian heritage, but he's a German national. Oh, he was, okay. in the, he was in the German World Cup winning squad. How? <laughs> Believe it or not. <laughs> He was exactly. Exactly. He was the water boy. He was, yeah, started his career. My my, my mama said. But anyway, uh, yeah, Martinelli wasn't on the bench against Man United. um, So I think he's still going to be injured. I don't think Uh, he's. Yeah, but anyway, let's go. I can't see him starting. Um, I can agree with, obviously, with uh, with Robbie. Why am I saying Robbie? (laughs) With Johnny. My name. Yeah, anyway. Uh, you might see, I reckon you might see Sabayos maybe in that number 10 role because he's yeah, uh, be nice to see him. So I don't know about Smith Row or Death Row. Uh, I'm not too sure because he hasn't, when he has been playing, he hasn't been overly impressive. He's, I think he's struggled a little bit. So I think he's going to need a little bit more time. And then uh, obviously, I didn't know Holding was there, to be honest. I wasn't really looking at the bench. So that's, there you go. But I, I, I can see him making a few changes. And yeah, I think Lacazette probably will start. I don't think Nketi will start. Uh, but I'm hoping for a draw anyway for a start because I'd like the replay up in Leeds. It's near me. <laughs> I don't, I don't, do we still have replays in, in the third round? Yeah, or do they do away, I think they do away with them in the fourth round, don't they? The no, they, they, 
replays in the third and the fourth round and the fifth mm. round there's no more replays right. I think, um, I think um, Richard has put a comment in saying uh, was it no David Hill he said uh, I don't think there will be many changes I think we'll stick with the same playing squad the, the same 18 or 19 or whatever it is but those players will, will shuffle around a little bit I, I, feel, I was going to say about that comment that, that guy just made I'm a little bit with him I don't think he'll change it too dramatically he can't we need the momentum going maybe he'll put a Bamiyang Lacazette on the bench you know or a Zill on that's just it but Leeds are a really good side you know so yeah, they're slouches they're they've they're be, Bielsa's whole game is about energy and chasing down and having the reason why they they tailed off towards the end of last season was because they were absolutely knackered pretty much their season is what we've looked like in the last two games you get three quarters of the way through and then you're absolutely shagged and blowing out your ass. Mm. <laughs> but you can also ask the question, do we really need to be in this cup run? Well, I would you think know. I didn't want to say it because... Yeah, yeah you've probably got it, yeah. The thing is, at the moment, nothing matters. Just avoiding relegation and staying up there and keeping our players and buying a couple of players. I really don't care about anything else at the moment. So... Look, the cup run might be good for our reserves, or I don't know, but the most important thing is three points every league match, and that's it. That, that to me, and I love going to Wembley. I've been to all the finals and Cardiff and everything, and I love the FA Cup. I'm not demeaning it. The League Cup, Europa, any cup you want, I love winning it. But it's not priority at the moment, and I agree with you, Mike, that it's a rebuild. And let's just walk before we can run yeah yeah i, th I think you'll tell you who is going to make a big difference to is someone like martinelli someone like saka uh you know smith rowe nelson and ketia they make it makes big if we treat like we used to treat the efl and play the kids a little bit more the whole point we're supposed to be bringing through these kids it's a prerequisite of arteta's job is to bring these these kids in why but not just Treat it like 50 /50. Yeah, if he plays them, great. Then let's stay in the cup, obviously. Um, but we need our players properly fit for each of our match uh, Premier League. I'm afraid that takes priority. Um, but yeah, it was always good when Wenger rotated and they got a chance. I, I totally agree with that. I don't want to be out of any cup. Don't get me wrong. You know, everything's important. But my priority is the league. Just, yeah, you, just, are, you have got to think about them priorities, aren't you? And the league is going to be a yeah. massive priority with us being so close to being into that relegation zone by what five points? God. I think it is. It's, it's so close at the minute. You know, it, yeah. we're five points away. I think we're five, six points away from top four as well. So it is there is that as well. So yeah, it, I agree. Yeah, it's nice to be in a cup. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm not demeaning any cup whatsoever, but I just don't think it's the right thing for us right now. I've we're got still, a question for everybody, right? And everybody in the live comments as well, you can get in on this as well. Are we going to basically, after the transfer window that's coming up now, we're in now, are we basically going to spend the rest of this season and pre-season just thinking we're in one very long extended pre-season, getting ready for when we can actually attack at next season's big competition and actually make an actual fist of going for the league and I, I, pushing? Because I, I think it's a bad idea having that mindset and thinking, okay, we're not actually going to win the big things this year. We need to build a philosophy and a way of playing and really ingrain it all the way through down to the grassroots of our club. 
I think that's a good that's a good way of looking at it to a certain degree because I think it's going to be a case of um, Arteta is going to be assessing of who he's got. Yeah, he will strengthen in areas that we can strengthen in. I don't think we'll get a lot of strengthening in January because one players are expensive, two there's other players who are going to come back, etc. Um, and I, I think if he can demonstrate how well he can change the philosophy and the ethos within the club and bring it back to where we were and if it comes to may and we're in a decent position be it 10th or 4th I, 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 you know it sounds stupid but not in europa league again other champions league are at least developed and, and said right okay I, I i can see a positive future um I, I, yeah it's it's a good way of looking at it i, I would say yeah i remember brian clough said winning is a habit the more opportunities we have to develop that winning habit, the better, in my opinion. So as much as we don't necessarily think we want to aim to win the FA Cup if, and, and go all out for it, I think, yeah, solid, consolidating the league is is the main priority. I think every opportunity we have to play and develop a winning habit, the better. And if we come out of the, out of the competition, that's fine, but we need the opportunity to actually put the guys out there, play the way he wants to play in real games, in real competitive games, and actually develop that winning mentality and winning uh, habit and actually build on it seriously. Listen, um, I suppose we're getting close to the end. Uh, Are we going to win against Leeds or is it going to be a replay? Are we going to go out? One word, what do you reckon? Start with you, Scunner. You want a replay, we know that. Obviously, yeah, because uh, Leaves is like forty minutes away from me, and it's a good it's a good away day, Ellen. I'm going to get a good allocation as well, um, Johnny. It's my birthday. They better bloody win. <laughs> That's true, actually. Yeah, Amanda. <laughs> I just don't want to predict at the moment. I'm always positive. Um, when I'm positive, we don't win. When I'm negative, we don't win. <laughs> I just don't want to look. I don't know. If I'm honest, I think I think we'll get a draw. I think. I think Leeds will... It did, look, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't got any thoughts about it at the moment. Um, you care? I, I could say it, care. No, well, no, what, I, I really, really do care. I really want to put this point across that when I say that it's priorities, the league, that's all I mean. Um, it, it, we're, just, we're just tender at the moment, aren't we? As in, like, we've... It's delicate. The situation's delicate. It could go either way against Leeds. I don't know who he's going to play. The atmosphere will be blinding because it's Monday evening. It's under the lights at the Emirates. We've just won. We're all excited to go back again. Um, 9,000 Leeds fans. But yeah, it's, it's... You know what? Growing up, and I'll just very quickly, because I know you've got to close, but growing up in uh, football, 70s, 80s, 90s, from then on, Leeds are a massive club. They were bigger than us, right? And I never see us as a big club anyway, but I thought Leeds and Liverpool and even Nottingham Forest and Aston Villa, they were big clubs with history. Everton. 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 Oh, God, yeah, definitely. Um, Man United, and, and to be fair, Man City weren't even around uh, in, in that scope of, uh, of world. I think they used coal then, not oil, so that was the difference, wasn't it? Well, yeah, but, you know, like Man United were a big club. Liverpool through the 80s, a bit like now, you just can't beat them. Um, Everton, definitely. Leeds were massive. I still see them as a really, really big club, and it is a shame. And if we're not careful, 
as what I'm saying about prioritising the league, I'm not trying to be negative. I'm just trying to be a bit realistic. Is that we could have gone that way. So we, and I agree with Mike on this, we need to prioritise. I'll only be upset if we lose and it affects us, if I'm honest. I'm so scared about the league still that I think we'll draw on Monday night. Okay. Okay. I'm with you. I think we'll probably get a score draw uh, and back to Ellen Road and we'll see what happens from there. I'm also with you <laughs> and with you and, and, and Mike in the sense of about the rebuild and everything else. One thing I did want to point out is um, all kickoffs from you. You've probably seen already with some of the stuff today. All kickoffs today uh, were delayed by one minute. Not really today, but they were put back by one minute because um, Prince William and a lot of football fans um the football players and people involved in football have done a mental health awareness. Easy for me to say. Um, mental health awareness. Nothing's video. easy for you to say. Nothing's easy for me to say. No, and this doesn't help really. Actually, but it's only. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but it's it it's really important that uh you know that this is done and more more is done about that. We all know and have have contact with people who've had issues uh, somewhere along the line. So I'm I'm really glad that football are doing something about this and some of the other issues that are involved in around football which is changing and our society is changing for a lot lot better uh, amanda i hope you've enjoyed your very first uh, guns and yellow ribbons live podcast yeah i loved it thank you for having me on it's been great brilliant johnny you can get back to your pigs and blankets you might have to put them in the microwave though now that they're all good i'm saving them for tomorrow Okay. Mike, you can take the hat off now because we can see your hair, like, you know, afterwards. That will be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, um, loads of people in the chat. Richard, Ben, Dave, Adam, Kieran, uh, Terry, uh, uh, Dave Hurl. There's lots of people. Big Steve. um, Loads of people in the the comments. Raoul's back again. Um, Really, thank you for joining us. Thanks for uh, taking part. Thanks for being involved. You have been watching and listening to a podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. There's only one last thing to say. Amanda, Amanda, you need to do it. Oh, do you? (laughs) Do you want me to do it? I was thinking about doing it, actually. Okay. Always Arsenal. No, wrong one. Thanks for listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too.